Hi everyone, welcome to Barefoot Radio. My name is Leanne, the Barefoot Medium, and this show aims to provide you with guidance, support, and help you to connect, transform, and grow in all things love, soul, and spirit. A very big welcome to our listeners today, and a special welcome to members of the Barefoot Tribe. As an international medium, channel, transformational coach and author, I'm absolutely passionate about providing you with the opportunity to access practical knowledge and guidance, as well as tools and techniques you can use in your everyday life to embrace what you love, what brings you into connection with your joy, so you can be more of your authentic self. Feel free to kick off your shoes, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show, where I am joined by Steph, an international speaker, author, and a relational alchemist who helps people achieve transformation in relationships through conscious connection. Steph works closely with people to help them develop skills to cultivate a deep connection to self through vulnerability, masculine, feminine, whole emergence, empowerment, and sovereign leadership. Steph is here on Barefoot Radio to share not only his story with you, but to also discuss conscious relating. Welcome, Steph. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Deeply appreciated. Pleasure. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how you've come to be doing the work that you're doing. Sure, there's a few questions there. In, in I know. One, I'm, <laughs> ready, I'm ready to go for it, no problem. Um, okay, so I'll start with a little bit about what I do mm-hmm. and how I move through the world. So conscious relating. Uh, conscious relating is really our ability or, or conscious uh, or relational alchemy, conscious relating relational alchemy is our ability to connect to ourselves in a, in a meaningful and profound way, in a, in a way that creates a clear conduit of connection and understanding to anything that we wish to relate to in life, whether it be ourselves, whether it be an idea or a set of, a set of ideas, a set of ideologies, a belief system, belief systems, models of reality, our purpose, uh, anything that's of importance to us. People, of course, so familial relationships, platonic relationships, romantic, intimate relationships, and it's creating a a clear connection to those relationships with respect to how we behave, how we act, how we think and feel, how we move in those relationships, and also how we interact with other people and how we perceive the world around us. So it's really enhancing, evolving, improving, or echoing that that yearning to be deeply present in relationship. And then I assist people in providing the tools to do so to be that, to embody that. So whether it be through embodiment practices, whether it be through behavioural change or neuroempowerment practices, to assist people to really get clear on what they want and who they are, to master their own faculties and their own, the various areas of their own lives and then go out in the world and be that person and, and practice that essentially. And, and eventually, of course, cultivate a new sense of self and a new sense of being in the world. Yeah. Wow. There's, there's a lot of great work that you're doing there, Steph, with people. And I understand, you know, being conscious, being present in those relationships and our connections with self first and foremost, and mm. then partner, family, friends, our work, our businesses even comes into that. What do you find is the biggest 
issue that people come to you with that they're not clear on or they're not conscious of within relationships in particular or different areas of their life? Mm. That they're, they're either very disconnected and confused about who they are and where they are in the world or whether they are in intimate relationship or whether they are not in intimate relationship. And when couples come to me or, or people that are in, in individuals that are in intimate romantic partnership of whatever flavor or kind that may be, it's generally because there's a, a tremendous disconnect between their needs and their, their perceived or projected needs not being met, not being fulfilled um, and not being clear for them. And they're unable to really communicate that clearly and effectively. And it causes a great deal of pain in their own being. Mm -hmm. It brings up stuff. And what I mean by that, and it's a very rudimentary way to say it, mm -hmm. but what I mean by that is that the, the dynamic that they find themselves in, the way they are behaving and interacting and interrelating with their partners is bringing to the surface of their awareness and their consciousness deep embodied pain, generally implicit pain, unconscious pain. They can't quite understand where it's coming from. And what it's doing is it's resurfacing, resurfacing rehashing old wounds, uh, experiences that require attention, equilibration, neutralization. Maybe they haven't quite moved through that, through the various layers of their own psyche and through their own spirituality, through their own sense of connectedness. And then, of course, the ego self doesn't really appreciate blaming itself. So it projects. So it projects to the closest thing possible, which is either family members, like our primary caregivers, or our intimate partners at that time. So we blame, 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 and shame, and then we shame ourselves. And there's this perpetual cycle of what do I do with my life? Where am I? Where do I go? And that, in essence, is one of the uh, the major pain points that people come to me with. And usually there's a lot more than that. There's layers to that, but that's the gist of it. Yeah, and, and I like how you call it stuff. For me, I've, I've written a book called Shifting Your Shit to Achieve Your Dreams. Oh, I love it. And it's, love it. you know, it's about bringing up that unconscious, uh, whether it's limiting beliefs or thought patterns or, or emotions even that people bury deep within um, and just aren't present to or behaviour patterns in relationships. And that's generally where we learn our biggest lessons in, in intimate relationships in particular. Certainly. So mm. I love how you talk about the stuff that comes up because that's all it is if, you, if you're conscious to it and you really take the time to sit and look at what it is that's coming up for you because it's not about your partner or your family member or whoever else it may be. It's coming up for you for a purpose. And if you, you're able to sit with that and communicate with it and understand what, what it is that's coming up into your awareness and what its purpose is, then it allows you to shift and transform. Can you can you yeah. talk to me a little bit about how you you talk to your clients about bringing that up and what to do with it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, it really does vary whether I'm speaking to someone in a one-on-one -on -one capacity, whether I'm speaking to hundreds or thousands of people, whether I'm speaking to a small group a group of people. It just depends on the scenario, but. Essentially, it's understanding that when we take responsibility 
for who we are, how we behave and what is occurring in our environment, we become empowered. When we become empowered, we can become decisive and take action. Therefore, we can actually shift, as you say, shift our shit or shift the blockages that, that don't allow us to step into the fullness of who we are. Now, in saying that, it's important as well that we're able to set healthy boundaries for ourselves. So just because someone is treating us badly or treating us ill or not respecting us or revering us or not treating us as we perceive ourselves that we need to be treated, that doesn't mean that we don't look at them and say, well, it's all me, it's all me, let me take it on myself. Yes, we can look at and observe what are the teachings here, what's the wisdom to be gained, but we also have to set very healthy boundaries and say, well, I'm not to be treated like this, and that's your stuff, that's you. So this is my boundary, this is who I am, this is what I'm saying to you, this is what I'm now doing, and this is the action I'm going to take in that space. Mm-hmm. And then when you do that, you create the internal space for yourself to then be self-reflective, to then be introspective, to then look deeper into, the own ca- into your own chasms of being and understand self. And it begins really with that exploration, essentially. Exploration, and not only exploration, but asking quality questions of self. Mm-hmm. So we, we begin, it's a combination, depending on who I'm dealing with and depending on what, what they need to really experience, whether they need to move greater into their feeling body, whether they need to move greater into their thinking body. It depends on who they are and where, where mm-hmm. they're coming from. But essentially asking those quality questions is a cognitive exercise, but it begins to stimulate the brain in a different way. And it begins to allow us to think about our behaviors in a different way. And then through that process, we can then tap into the emotional self and the feelings and the emotional self or the emotions that are attached to that particular experience and begin to extrapolate that, explore that and, and almost tear it apart, but not in a negative way, not mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a violent or abrasive way, but rather just to really begin to understand self and connect to self. So some people just don't feel. And that's mm-hmm. they, they completely block themselves from feeling because it's too painful. They polarize themselves. So creating that sense of wholeness in self, at least moving towards that is an important part of that healing process or that uh, expansive process, that that process of just wanting to evolve, wanting to grow, wanting to change. Mm. And uh, there's so much in there that I want to to talk to you about and, and pull out. And it's really, I love how you talk about the questions and the quality questions that you need to ask and, Picking up on, you talked a little bit earlier about projections in relationships Mm. and that blame-shame game and then also talking about reflecting on putting boundaries in place so that you can really look at when things are not your projections, (laughs) they may be someone else's projection towards you. And so I really, really like that because when we're in intimate relationship or romantic relationship in particular, that's often where we jump into that projection. Uh, Mm. So talk Mm. to me a little bit about boundaries because I know for me um, a lot in my previous relationship, it was something that I really struggled with and had to sit back and reflect and learn how to set healthy boundaries. So talk to me a little bit about what boundaries are and how you like uh, one or two tips that you would give for setting healthy boundaries. Yeah, it it helps. It helps to sort of start from the beginning and and Mm. understand why um, we need to set boundaries. And when we're not setting healthy boundaries for ourselves, which we, we generally know because we're experiencing perpetual or chronic pain, 
uh, over maybe the details of the situation or the circumstances are a little bit different, but in essence, it's the same repetition that we're experiencing. And, and, and look, we start with generalizations mm. and we, we get into the details and we, we, we chunk down. Um, generally speaking, when we're unable to set healthy boundaries, it's because we somewhere within us, we have some fairly deep self-worth issues, mm. issues around our own value, issues around um, our own worthiness, um, our self-esteem is very low. And when we trace that back, we begin to understand where that comes from. And we don't always need to do that. But sometimes it helps depending on the personality type that we're dealing with mm. and that we're working with we're sort of journeying with, exploring with, it can be of great service because people make connections and links and we're quite cognitive people. And then we can drop into our heart and drop into the emotional self and really add, add verbiage to the feelings and add feelings to the verbiage and it becomes quite a powerful integrated journey. Mm. Um, and understanding that, so looking then at that, okay, so where, why do I not, why do I need to externally validate myself? Why do mm. I need to look outside of myself to validate who I am? And we begin to look at those patterns as we've grown up as well, because generally those patterns that we take in our adult, adulthood have come from our developmental years as we've grown and as we've absorbed our environment in various ways, mm. intuitively, of course, and uh, in a hypnagogic, hypnagogic manner and um, just through observation, simple observation. So then we ask ourselves, okay, well, what would make me feel safe? Because boundaries essentially are, are, are us feeling safe. When we set a healthy boundary, it's us saying, this is my safe zone. If you break that boundary emotionally, physically, et cetera, whatever it may be, spiritually, communicatively, whatever, however you do that, you're invading my space where I do not feel safe. Mm. Now, some people, the boundaries they set are potentially too intense. They're, the walls are too thick mm. and that's something to look at, but it's not necessarily someone else to break that. And again, this, that's a very complex conversation. Mm. Like, you know, do we, yeah. where do we, how deep do we go? With do we look at past life regressions? Do we look at intertwining of souls? Like, do we look at all these concepts and ideas and models of reality that may play a role in that very individual um, mm. circumstance? But essentially it's, we have to give ourselves space. So we have to feel safe to give ourselves space to be able to reflect on who we are ask those quality questions, practice, embody, move into a deeper embodied state of being that we can really connect fully to ourselves and determine are our practices and are our, is our boundary setting, if we have one, A, is it healthy? And if we don't have one, then why don't we have one? Mm -hmm. And what do we need to do, B, to, 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 to set some healthy boundaries? So at the beginning, it can help to set some fairly thick walls yeah. um, just to create some reprieve if mm. we're suffering, if we're feeling that pain. And there's nothing wrong with that. As long as we realize that it's, it, it needn't be permanent. Mm. It needn't be permanent. So it's an impermanent practice. It's a fluid practice that is open to transformation at any time. And, 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 and knowing that is empowering ourselves with that information. It allows us to take action when we need to. And it's a dance. It's a dance between what we're feeling and experiencing and what the other is feeling and experiencing. You know, a romantic intimate relationships are reflections of the fullness of who we are. You know, we pursue or we attract in our adult intimate relationships what we did and did not receive both consciously and unconsciously during our and we take that those patterns and we bring them into our adult relationships trying to fill voids our voids become our values mm -hmm. and so we look at we look at this in life it becomes quite an interesting exploration of self and one that can reveal so much to us so we can literally just have these revelations these 
inspiring moments of rapture and awe and just go, wow, like I, I get the connection now. Mm. I don't have to be that person anymore. I don't mm. need that in my life. I've taken it on from someone else. I've taken it on as a learned behavior. Something that once kept me safe is now actually not keeping me safe, but causing me problems and causing other people, pushing people away. We don't need that. So that's why making those connections and going back historically can be of service. Mm. And we need to spend year, months and months and years and years there. We make the connection. We get it. Does it serve? No. Let's shift it. Let's move it. Simple as that. And yeah. there's, a, there's a myriad of techniques and tools that I personally use. And mm. I'm sure many other wonderful practitioners, healers, coaches, etc., would would use as well. Um, mm. Some similar, some different. But I use a combination of um, embodiment practices, cognitive tools, neuroempowerment practices, um, I'm trying to think what else. And I draw from a myriad of different disciplines as well. That's that's how I that's how I roll. That's what I yeah. like to. Yeah, and I love that you bring all of that together. Um, you know, my background is psychology, criminology, and and mm. uh, education at university. So I bring that logical, intellectual mm. side to it as well. So, um, and when we talk boundaries, I love that you talk about what makes you feel safe because. Mm. You know, for, for me, a lot of the ways I talk to my clients about boundaries is what is it that makes you feel comfortable or uncomfortable? Because what we're really looking at is someone who's in that pain or, or a situation where they're feeling uncomfortable or unclear or confused or whatever it might be. So it's okay, well, what is it that's making you feel uncomfortable? Let's set some boundaries around that and then look at what are your values? What is it that you value most in life? And that gives you the signposts or the direction about what it is that's important for you in relating, connecting with others. Mm. And you can be more conscious of what Mm. you're saying yes or what Mm. you're saying no to. And that's essentially what boundaries are about is what is it you're saying yes to and allowing because we teach people how we want to relate and how we want to connect. Mm. And I love how you talk about, you know, taking responsibility in amongst it for reflecting and and looking at where it is we might be able to set some, some boundaries in place and, and, putting that thick wall up for some people is necessary and you know for a period of time yeah exactly and I'm reflecting on a client I had yesterday who is you know wanting so desperately to bring in a romantic partner but then in the other hand she's talking about these two other men that she has and it's like okay well what is it that you want and you need to start setting boundaries around it so Thank you for for bringing boundaries into the conversation because I think as as kids and for me it was a a deep self-worth issue and I didn't know how to say no because I'd never been taught how to do that and that's no one one else is to blame for that. It just is what it is. Well, I mean, instinctively we we want to be part of the in-group. Yeah. We don't want to be excluded. It's yeah. it's a it's biologically imprinted within us. It's a survival mechanism. Yeah. So I, it's, I it love... becomes difficult sometimes to say yeah. no. 
Exactly. And so it's working out how you can do that in a way that allows you to feel safe, comfortable and, and loved. It's that, for me, that comes down to knowing self. Uh, mm. I call it self-gnosis. And it comes down to really understanding self, connecting to self, feeling self, being comfortable in one's own skin, which comes with patience, practice, persistence, comes with exploration, comes with sometimes, not even in a lifetime, people are blessed with that, mm. no matter how hard they explore for various yeah. reasons. It's, uh, yeah. But you know, the, the, the pursuit in and of itself is a worthy cause. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that. You know, I, I part of you talking about the stories that we grow up with in, in a way influencing us. I'm doing a, a five-day money challenge for people who are challenged by some financial issues, which is really just about behaviour. Um, mm. And one of the things that, that I get people to explore is what is your money story? And it's not about sitting in it. It's just looking at what is being reflected in a conscious way and bringing that up into your awareness so you can shift it and transform it and start creating those boundaries and saying yes to what you want rather than yes to what you, you don't want. So thank you for sharing all of that. Can you give our listeners you know, three tips on how they can step into relating more consciously with particularly romantic partners. Mm, mm. Communicate, number one. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to communicate your truth. And in order to do that, you really need to at least be on a journey of knowing yourself. So, And you have to be clear. You have to hold clarity within your being, within your heart, within your mind, within your integrated self. Communicate need to communicate something isn't working speak it sit with it first be continent with it first especially for men do a lot of men's work helping men step into healthy conscious masculinity be continent sit with it allow yourself to absorb the information be with it get it really get it before you blurt it out and then communicate that from a place of love from a place of care what would love do now ask yourself that question uh, and sometimes love is really raw and passionate and, and love is, it may appear aggressive, mm -hmm. but the intention, the intention, the clarity and intention sets apart any action you may take. And it's felt deeply and sincerely by that other person. So communicate your needs, communicate what you're observing. Communication is everything. When communication, well, it's not everything, but it, well, it is, and it mm. isn't. It's, it's a great deal. When a communication breaks down, when conscious communication breaks down, the relating breaks down. The way we feel about ourselves begins to break down. So communication is is key, absolutely key. I'll give you so many. I could give you so many tips. I'm going to limit myself to three. <laughs> Ensure. I'll give you. I'll give you two that are really linked. Two more that are really okay, connected. Cool. <laughs> Ensure that you spend time on your own, just you. Whether it be with your own social group and peers, whether it be on your own in nature, daily, weekly, regularly. Be with you. Spend time getting to know you when you're in an intimate relationship. Do not be, for lack of a better term, in each other's pockets. There's nothing wrong with that, of course, but have your own life, have your own substance, have your own interests, your own ideas, your own purpose, your own clarity of being. Have your own activities, your own experiences. Even if you're just sitting in silence, have your own 
meditative practice, you're in spiritual practice, whatever that may be for you. Be on your own. Learn to be on your own. Learn to be with you, to love you, to care for you, to nurture you. Learn how to nurture yourself before you can even think about nurturing others. And the second part to that, which is a third tip, is ensure that you actually spend time with, and this is the paradox, right, with your partner. Mm-hmm. Because life gets really busy. Mm-hmm. And in the busyness, we lose our sense of ourselves and we lose a sense of what's really important. We forget, like, why are we even together if we're ships in the night? Why are we even together if our focus is on a job that we dislike or hate or spend 14 hours a day at and we come home and we're exhausted and we put on the television and we just look at the television like this because we're so fucked, we're so tired, right? Mm. That we don't even want to be with those that we initially became to care, become to care for so deeply. So allocate time to spend with each other, meaningful, uninterrupted time, just you and your partner. Do that in nature. Be connected to earth. It's a natural state for us to immerse in. It's a, it's a rehabilitative state. It, well, it's actually not. It's just a natural state. It's just mm. a beautiful place to be, be mm. in nature. Um, do new things with each mm. other. Have, have new experiences with each other. Share with each other. It comes down to that communication piece as well. I could, keep, I'll give, I could give a lot more tips, but you asked me to do three. I need to honour that. I'm only going to give <laughs> Thank three. you. Just three. There you go. There are three. <laughs> And they're really three very powerful tips because, you know, for me, one of my biggest values is communication and, you know, being open, honest and honouring what I need to express has been something that I've had to learn along the way as well. So um, thank you for, for, for that. And I agree with you about, you know, spending time on your own because if you don't know who you are and you're not connected to your own being and what's loving, nurturing, supportive, respectful, honouring, whatever for you, then how can you bring that to your partnership? And when you do spend that time on your own, connecting with your own being, you bring that in and you connect more fully and more authentically and in more loving and honourable ways. So thank Mm. you. They're they're three really powerful tips, Steph. Can you you share with our listeners where they can connect with you if they want to learn more about the work that you do? Of course. I put a lot of of content. Well, what I consider to be a great deal of content out on social media, um, of course, free of charge. There's no, I just enjoy expressing and I enjoy serving and sharing as well. Um, so my social media handles, all of them are the same. Facebook, I'm more active on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, Steph Safandos, S T E F S I F A N D O S, and that's my website as well, uh, stephsafandos.com. And everything, you can just find everything there. You can connect with me there. You can find me there. Um, all my programs are there, everything that I do and how I move through the world. Um, I travel a fair amount. Um, so um, you, you can, I'm always inspired by my environment, the people that I'm with, what I'm doing, how I'm serving. So I'm constantly creating content and courses and just musings and thoughts and wisdom and so forth based on, on all of that and, and deeper introspection as well, of course. But steps of panels i can be found there in any social media handle yeah. awesome thank you so much for sharing and thank you so much for joining me on barefoot radio today um for those of you listening thank who you want to pleasure for those of you who want to connect with me further you can also jump on my website thebarefootmedium.com.au and if you are interested in exploring a little bit more about love relationships connection with 
your business, your finances, everything, then join me for my loves retreat here in South America, Colombia in September. Um, details are on my website. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode of Barefoot Radio.